Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Melody. And I'm your co-host, Jennifer. And I'm your co-host, Holly. Today, we're going to begin a discussion about the hard truths of homeschooling. But first, how's everybody been? Well, I'm great. I I have had a busy and very slow week all at the same time. I've been volunteering for our local election. Texas is having the primaries this week. They're early voting. And so I have been working at the polls, registering voters, getting votes in early. And I decided a while back that I wanted to learn about local elections and just get more involved. So this is one of the steps I'm taking to do that. Most of it's very boring, <laughs> but, it, oh, but, but I've I also learned that. a lot already. <laughs> yeah, that's really Nothing awesome. Like hands-on learning. It, it definitely is. <laughs> and I've met some really interesting people along the way as well. How are you doing, Holly? What have you been up to? You know, I've been uh, buying things to keep my house cleaner and wildly excited about my acquisitions. I got um, a steam mop, uh, you know, one of those steamers. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I got it the other day and I couldn't wait to get home and steam my bathroom floor um, <laughs> because, you know, I don't have time, right? You're, I'm a homeschool mom. Yeah. I work from home and I want to clean house, but I don't have time. So right. I started thinking, you know, like, what are the tools I can invest in that will give me a really fast result. And I also got this really interesting rubber rake that you rake over your carpet and it like pulls up hair and stuff. I've seen that. And then I've never seen that. It's well, (laughs) you know, you can get it for like $12 off Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) And And it helps your vacuuming to be more effective. So yeah, I'm perversely excited about cleaning right now. And Melody, oh, how, how have you and, and your hubby been doing? We're doing so much better. Thank you for asking. That's great. Um, he was very sick and, you know, spent some time in the hospital. And he's like now the poster child of the of the rehab process because he's just doing so well. And today, actually, he graduated from acute care to inpatient rehabilitation. And so... I probably get to come home next week, and we're really excited. That's so wonderful. Oh, um, that is wonderful. It was it was a really interesting um, time, aside from being exhausting and being part of, like, assembly line medical care, and you're like, wait, wait, but this, mm-hmm. and he's got this. and <laughs> But I got to talk. I really love it when your medical team will talk to you and explain things to you. Yes. And I'm always wanting to know what's the rationale behind this thing that seems odd to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was educational and exhausting, and mm-hmm. we're really glad to have that behind us. Yeah, yeah, so, we're really glad to hear he's doing so well. Oh, and I am so glad to be back. We're really glad, glad to have to you back. back. We missed you. <laughs> it was a hard time. Uh, today we're beginning a discussion about the hard truths of homeschooling, but it's such a big topic. We want to start something a little bit smaller and something more timely. Um, at this time of the year, we start to see a lot of homeschoolers struggling with burnout. And I don't know if y'all experience that as young homeschoolers, but um, I see people getting that, you know, this, there's a yellow school bus that stops at my corner and maybe <laughs> maybe my life would be easier. You know, I joked about that a few times myself, but um, have y'all mm-hmm. seen that in your circles Oh, yeah, absolutely. This time of the year, you know, I think you're halfway through your school year if you're following a school schedule and and it does get overwhelming this time of the year. And and sometimes it does seem like it would be easier to put them on the bus and send them away. Yeah, but but there's a lot of reasons you might be feeling that way right now, too. Well, and I'm not a young homeschooler anymore, but I am still homeschooling. 
And, you know, after the holidays, you've got to clean up and get your house back in order and you've got to get a new, you know, your routine restarted. And I think, you know, it's, it's a dark, the sun's going down earlier, and you do start to feel that closed in, kind of tired, lack of energy, burnout feeling, you know, and um, I've been homeschooling forever. And still, you know, I have to give myself a pep talk and, and remind myself, yeah, you yeah. know, that's this time of the year. And I'm seeing it in my in my online groups, people are talking about yeah, Signing their kids too. up for the newest charter school, um, you know, checking out the information for the local elementary school. Yeah, it's common this time of year. And I think that's another reason it's hard this time of year, because all of the advertisements for the new schools, the new, you know, new private schools and, and signing up for public school, it all starts again around now. And so it, it that might trigger anyone who's homeschooling to be thinking about is it time for me to reconsider what I'm doing too right and then I think there's just like you mentioned holidays and that fatigue your your excitement at the beginning of the year is starting to you know you're starting to wear down run out of that excitement Mm -hmm. and the reality Mm -hmm. is getting really large like oh am I going to finish not that you really actually have to finish the book before May but there's you start (laughs) to feel the pressure and and classes even classes for homeschool co-ops and things signups typically yes. start mm-hmm. now and it just it's a time of trying to you second guess yourself a little bit but I think that if you know it's a common reaction that people have you can maybe step back a little bit but I know that right um, it's also things are messy kids are inside more because it's colder yeah uh-huh. or they're tracking in mud that takes longer to clean like you're talking about cleaning and then we always had a big clean, well, spring break, but after Christmas, things are just messy. Mm-hmm. They are. For me, I know I always feel it this time of the year. And I know that for me, the reason is that I'm a kind of person that I like planning, right? So I'm always looking forward to the next thing because I enjoy the planning part. Mm-hmm. So this time of year, I'm kind of just like, okay, we're done. I've, you know, <laughs> I've got on. this year planned out. <laughs> I'm really excited about planning next year. And even, you know, with the co-op I'm in and things like that, we're, we're, we had a teacher meeting this week mm-hmm. to plan for next year. And that's all new and exciting. And I want to put my energy in that. And so I kind of, you know, I, I don't look forward to what we're doing right now as much as I do at the beginning of the year either. So it definitely affects me every year around this time. Yeah, homeschooling is so every single day, right? It's like, right. oh, man. Right. You know, uh, my And my son, I'm, I said to him, why do you have to eat so much? You know, this. <laughs> I think that I think that's another thing, right? It's like, OK, you know, maybe homeschooling is going great. But you've got to do all that other stuff, too. You have to feed these right. people three times a day. Yeah. Uh, there's laundry, you know, Mount Neverrest is piling up and mm-hmm. all of it. At it the and same sometimes, time. yeah, sometimes it just feels like, you know, your Atlas holding up the world. And that that does right. when you're all when you feel like you're just working all the time and you never get any leisure. That's really a recipe for feeling burned out. Like you, Absolutely. your candle is burning at both ends, you know? Yes, that's true. And, and there's just, you're at the end, but not really. Oh yeah. We celebrated a hundred days. Well, actually let, oh, yeah. that's a lie. I wrote it on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> I, I wrote it on you my pretended? well no no I wrote it on my calendar for for us it was February 10th 
But um, mm-hmm. I must have been really busy that day because at the beginning of this week, I said to my son, oh, last week on February 10th was our 100th day of homeschooling. <laughs> we forgot to, to make any, uh, any celebration about it. But then I thought, you know, really, that means if you're doing a, that 180 day schedule that you have 80 more days to go. And that seemed like a long time. <laughs> so I was like, well, there's still a lot to go until summer. You know, that's why we feel burned out sometimes. It is. <laughs> it's know? true. And honestly, you know, in, in, in school, teachers feel that at this time of year as well. Oh, but yeah. as homeschool teachers, we have the addition of of being the parent at the same time. And like you said, dealing with the housework and the food and all of that all combined together. So I feel like sometimes the burnout hits us a little bit harder mm-hmm. too, because of that. Second well, breakfast also... is really eating my lunch right now. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we're also coming off of that whole season of a holiday every month and Sunday mm-hmm. celebration. Yes. And, and that I was think exhausting. That's also mm-hmm. kind of starting to wear on us. And then we're like, okay, Valentine's and like, Oh, look, here comes right. St. Patrick's day. And then what else is coming up? And maybe we just want something like we want to simplify or we just want it to be a little easier. And um, I I also think the pandemic is wearing on people. Absolutely. Yeah. Normally, I love to celebrate everything. I normally celebrate Lunar New Year and I get all crazy for Valentine's Day. I didn't even do anything really that much. And I thought to myself, you know, what is wrong with me? I normally get into this stuff a lot more. But then I just thought, you know, I think that um, a lot of us longtime homeschoolers, we felt like, oh, you know, we were really lucky. Our kids' school didn't change. We were still doing the same things. But, But what I told my husband is, you know, I really think I pushed down the feelings I had about what the pandemic was doing and how it was, how it was affecting things. And I think that all kind of came, came to a head for me um, this year. You know, I lost some family members who died of COVID. Um, My kids, um, some of my kids had COVID, my adult kids. And I think, you know, I I just kept like trying to, to keep the status quo and, and, oh, you know, we're so, I kept saying, I'm so lucky, you know, I'm so lucky. I work from home, I I homeschool. Yeah, I am lucky. I'm really thankful, but yeah, yeah, but it's still, I think that's in process what is Mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think you're right. I think a lot of homeschool families did just keep on doing what they were doing because you're right. We had the luxury almost of being used to being home already mm-hmm. and uh, and used to doing our schooling at home already. And we may have just continued doing what we do and not recognized how it was affecting mm-hmm. everyone and, and, and all the other things we do outside of our home and what a big change that was for all of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had virtual church for quite a long time. And, you mm-hmm. know... Um, and, and yeah, everything was really affected, but I think I just kept trying to pretend that things were normal, mainly for my son, you know, I right. think to give him right. more, you know, keep his life less stressed out. I didn't want him to be super stressed right. out, but you know, you mm-hmm. can only push things off for so long and then they, they show up, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Right. that's true. I also think this time of year, people start feeling more pressure from their family if they have people in their families that are, you know, not supportive of homeschooling. Because like we said, you know, people are starting to think about school next year and registering and Mm -hmm. signing up for 
Yeah. And so if you have family, you know, your parents or other brothers, sisters, whoever isn't, is not supportive, this would be the time of the year where they're starting to try to put the bug in your ear about sending your child back to school or enrolling them in school. And that can be so much pressure and really make you as a parent doubt what you're doing too. So that all happens right around now. And it all happens Mm -hmm. once. It's a lot to take on. And it's, you know, not surprising that so many people feel burned out right now. Darn it, February, why do you have to be so tough on us? <laughs> Just going to say, but we're almost at the end, right? So we can move on. And I'm in the second half of our podcast, let's, let's share some strategies that people can use to um, work through the burnout and find the joy and the fun again. The Happy Homeschooler podcast is sponsored by Transcript Maker. It's an online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts from the comfort of your own home. Calculating GPA can be such a chore, but with Transcript Maker, it's a breeze. Instead of hours of compiling data, you simply insert the credits and grades and the GPA appears on the transcript like magic. Hard drive errors can cause you to lose all sorts of important documents. Transcript Maker has you covered by keeping your transcript in the cloud, safe and sound whenever and wherever you need it. Have you ever signed up for a free trial and they made you put in your payment information? Transcript Maker's 14-day free trial is truly free. No need to enter your payment information and it cancels itself after two weeks. So you can give it a test drive and see what you think without worrying about a hidden fee somewhere. And when you decide to subscribe, use our exclusive coupon code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps and save 20% off the cost of your subscription. That is a really great deal. It's very generous. Transcript Maker. Simply better transcripts. Welcome back to the podcast. In the first half, we started talking about some of the hard truths of homeschooling, and we began to talk about burnout, which so many people are experiencing this time of the year. So now we want to introduce you to some strategies for dealing with burnout. Who would like to share something first? <laughs> Go for it, Holly. Oh, so okay. many ideas. Well, um, you know what? I really think the first part uh, of dealing with burnout, and I think for me it's the hardest part, is getting enough sleep. Oh, yeah, that is you know? tricky. Yeah. So last night I went to bed at 2.30, oh. um, and I slept mm-hmm. until 10. <laughs> yeah, I was working. Uh, also, I was watching something after I got that. <laughs> I put stuff on while I'm working, and then it was interesting. So I finished working, and, I, <laughs> and then I finished the thing. But, um, but I did sleep until 10.30, which I'm fortunate. I have one child, and he got up, and then he laid back down and went back to sleep. So everybody was sleeping. Yes. But you know, hey, this is one of the great things of homeschooling though, yes. that you are able to do that when you need it. Exactly. But right. getting enough sleep will make dealing with everything else so much better. Yes. Oh, I remember I years when I had, you know, a newborn and a baby and a couple of toddlers and <laughs> getting sleep was like sleep. What is that? Impossible. <laughs> like I yes. remember sleep, <laughs> but you just, you're just going, you almost feel like you're running on empty. And um, mm-hmm. that was one of the things like sometimes it's fine to take a break and rest. Yes. Rest is really important. And if you just keep pushing yourself, you just, you know, get frizzled out. So Mm-hmm. That is such a, it's so important. I have a friend that uh, has twin one-year-olds and then a five and a six-year-old, I believe. And uh, <laughs> it's a lot. 
and she was having no sleep and her husband periodically was uh just sending her to a hotel for the night just to to sleep and I thought that was so important and we all need to recognize that we need to do that sometimes we need we need to just let somebody else handle everything and make sure you get rest or if you can't do that it's okay yes (laughs) it's okay to let the kids watch a video while you take a nap Absolutely. You know, I mean, it, it's okay. It's okay to serve pancakes for dinner if you don't have the energy and everybody goes to bed early. Right? Something has to give. I read something recently and I was like, oh my goodness, this is so brilliant. And it said, I wish someone had told me when I became a parent that I can't have all three of these things in the same day. And it was a clean house, uh, a great meal, or getting all the schoolwork done. You know, so <laughs> you, you can't have all yeah. of it every day. And that struggle to do all that every day is also what leads to burnout, you know, so you have to yeah, give up something on a day so you can get something better, which is, uh, you know, in this case, we're talking about rest, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. But speaking to that, another thing that does help us is having some routines in place so that mm-hmm. a couple yes. of those things happen without you having to really think about, it. you know, are we talking right. Charlotte Mason circles about habits and things running along the mm-hmm. rails really smoothly and, I think that's one of the reasons why February is hard because we've just majorly disrupted our lives to celebrate mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and all the things. And we just need to get back to like a normal, simple, pared down routine yes. and get rolling again. So, um, you know, crock pot meals are, are a good thing. Teaching your kids to help you with them. Yes, you know, giving them some independent skills yes. so they can make their own breakfast when they wake up and things like that. Like or, that. Sometimes those are so helpful. you eat some interesting meals when your children are <laughs> in charge, but it's good. It's okay. But it helps. It does yes. help. And they're learning some good skills that they need anyway. I also think that another big first step in dealing with burnout is recognizing that you're actually experiencing it because you know you can just have a bad day and think you're having a bad day but if you find yourself having a bad day after a bad day after a bad day and it turns into you know this slump of a period where you're not really wanting to do school with your kids or get involved with activities or things like that you need to recognize that you're you are going through burnout and that it's time to you know step back and handle that that's important, really important. You have to identify yeah. the problem. Mm-hmm. That's where it's really helpful to have a circle of friends because yes. then you can notice that someone is having a struggle and check on them mm-hmm. instead of being all alone where no one is. You know, like your your family may not see it because like you said earlier, mm-hmm. it's just every single day we're with the same people. But if you have right. a friend who's paying attention and I always try to do that for my friends, just to reach out if mm-hmm. someone seems to be like maybe they're not responding to yes. your texts or they never, you know, you don't see them or whatever, just to say, hey, how mm-hmm. are you? Yeah, I think that's very important. And I think that um, knowing what it is and actually calling it that name, you know, saying, you know, I feel like I'm dealing with burnout. It it gives people an opportunity to help you. Whereas if yes. you just say, uh, you know, I, I'm just not going to talk about this. And, yeah, you know, in some in some homeschool groups uh, that you're not comfortable sharing, right? It's, mm-hmm. they're more, um, they're more superficial groups. So it's really important to have a good friend or two that, you know, you really know that really knows you um, that can, you can talk to about your struggles, you know, and we do all go through periods, I think, where we might not have 
a really close yeah. friend in our in our corner. I agree. You know, mm-hmm. um, then you have when you realize you're having burnout, you know, maybe bring that to a family member that's a safe person that's not going to judge you for, oh, you know, if you put them to school, you wouldn't right. have that. Right. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Being able to talk to other homeschool parents is really important. And I feel like one of, I think one of my big strategies over the years has been that like making sure that with my kids that we get out to park days and things like that, because those are social opportunities for myself. Um, mm-hmm. And the kids, you know, obviously it's for the kids too, but for me, it's very important that it, that I at least once a week get out around other adults who are doing the same thing, you know, I'm doing similar things to what I'm doing so that we can, you know, talk about anything or nothing, just so that I'm having adult communication throughout the week outside of my house. And a lot of oh, people I agree. get that's important. Right. I look forward to park it's... days more than my son, I think. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. But well, it's important. <laughs> it's important to get out there and talk to other adults. And sometimes the effort of getting out the door seems almost insurmountable. I know when I had a a whole car full of children to go, it was almost like, oh, Mm -hmm. but I was so glad when I got there. Yes. Um, And then it just helps bring you, pull you out of yourself and refreshes you. It's really, really It does. And it can give you all kinds of tools, just being, just talking to other moms who are struggling at the same time as you, mm-hmm. because everyone is, everyone's mm-hmm. struggling. Um, it can give you tools that you haven't thought of and just, you know, refresh your mind. Yeah. And get you back on track to being able to do things in a healthier yourself. Right. It helps you realize you're not alone and yes. you can, you know, you can get through this. And other moms are amazing resources. People, I've always loved hearing other people's ideas. Sometimes it's an idea that I know I would never do. It would never work for me. Right. But still, just like, wow, that's interesting. And if you're not able to do that, I mean, if you are at home with little ones and you're not able to get out as much as you, you need to, you you can find communities online as well. And there's so many different homeschooling communities with moms out there. And I, I belong to a lot of them. And I see people sometimes occasionally post things like, hey, help me. I'm just having a really bad day. Or, hey, I want to quit homeschooling. Mm -hmm. I don't like this anymore. Or I can't Mm -hmm. handle my kids today. And I always admire people who post these things because it's so good to see them reaching out for help. And it always gets a really good response, too, from the communities online. People are very willing to step up and give you ideas and let you know that you're not the only one dealing with this. Um, so even if you can't get out and speak to other adults, you can get online and speak to them and that could be helpful to you mm-hmm. too. I do think that the last couple of years have made us all more aware of that struggle of just yes. struggles in general, but I have seen m- more people reaching out mm-hmm. online and being a little more yeah. vulnerable than I ever so before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when I had, um, five little kids and we had one car and my husband took the car every day to go to work. And this was before the internet, if y'all can imagine. Listeners, if you can imagine (laughs) this, the middle ages of homeschooling. Um, You know, sometimes I would feel just like I was overwhelmed by all the noise of my kids. And we had a little picnic table. Yes. 
and I would give my children lunch out in the backyard. I'd say, oh, look, I made a picnic for you. And they loved it. They'd go out and have their little picnic. And I would sit in the house and I could see them and I'd have a cup of tea and I would just breathe. And it would just be quiet. I would just breathe and read a book. And so, you know, um, somebody's listening to us and they're saying, all these ideas are great, you know, but I can't do any of those things. But there are pockets in everybody's day where, you know, your kids are quiet. And they're not, they're not doing something bad. It's not that quiet, but they're just busy. <laughs> you know, they're just busy playing or something. And instead of wiping the countertop or folding the laundry. Right. Pour yourself a, a, stop. a yeah, pour Sit yourself a, a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or whatever. And just stop for a few minutes mm-hmm. and just breathe and just give yourself that tiny little break. Mm-hmm. Those are the only breaks I had for years. Me too. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And you just have to find those little breaks and mm-hmm. take advantage of them. And even if, you know, because I also have, you know, I have seven, so our house right. was full. So sometimes if I would stand and wash the dishes, that could yes. be my break. Because it's all about <laughs> in my head, you know, that I'm standing here. Nobody wants to come into the kitchen and bother me because I might <laughs> put them to work. And just think of my own this thoughts is, and reflect on the This is why day. I've always woken up early. <laughs> like, I still, I, I wake up very early and I enjoy that time before I get all the mom, 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 mom. <laughs> you know, I, I like that mm-hmm, time. It's very special mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> um, me too. There have been times when I was tired, but I got up anyway because I just wanted yeah. some quiet moments. Because I had a child that would wake up so early. I was trying to get <laughs> mm-hmm, up before mm-hmm. he did. And <laughs> just a few minutes to, to think my own thoughts. And then I was ready for the day because I wanted to bring the children into my day. I did not want to wake up oh, to little faces, yeah, yeah. you know, peeking over the side of the bed, mom, yep. mom, mom. <laughs> or, or a mess in the kitchen from them right. helping themselves and starting breakfast. But you just find the things that help you the most. And sometimes... Give yourself permission to do things. I know some things felt like that would be too indulgent to stop Mm -hmm. and read a book or start a new craft project or whatever. And I realized, no, this is what I need. And and your kids need you to do that as well. Mm -hmm. Like it's more important for your kids that you're feeling good than that the dishes are washed or the laundry is done, you know. So even though sometimes it's hard for us to to let some of that go, it, it's more important for all of you in the house mm-hmm. for you to be able to just let it go. Yeah, I never liked that um, thing, you know, like happy wife, happy life, or if mom's not happy, no one's happy. But there, there's an element of truth to that, you know, in that we can't bring um, peace and calm to our families when we don't have it to give. You know, yes. an empty cup can't pour anything out. We've got to refill right. in some way. And we have to take care of our own health yeah. first. Yeah, exactly. That's I right. like it when my husband and my son go to bed at night. They they both go to bed about the same time, which is super funny to me. Yeah. And um, they're both noisy people. So as soon as mm-hmm. they're, they're both in bed, <laughs> I'll just sit on the couch and yeah. maybe I'll scroll through Facebook, see what everybody else mm-hmm. is up to, or just sit there. <laughs> And really do nothing but pet the dog. Right. I just need a few, yes. you know, some just quiet, quiet and recharge. And recharge. Yeah. One of the things we talked about is that at this time of the year, you might be feeling pressure to put your kids back in school or mm-hmm. be getting pressure from your, you know, family members who think you should be putting your child in school. And I think with that, with that pressure, your strategies, you know, obviously everybody knows their own family. You have different ways of dealing with it. But mm-hmm. the biggest thing is you don't owe them any answers. You don't have to answer 
questions. You don't have to justify what you're doing to people outside of your immediate family who aren't involved with your schooling. And give yourself permission to step back from that as well. Mm -hmm. And you can address it later when you feel like you're ready to address it or not address it at all. That's, you know, up to you. But um, just just putting it on hold and stepping away from those questions and you can let them know, you know, I'm not I'm not able to discuss this right now. I'm not ready to talk about this right now. And again, be easy on yourself. You don't need to. Yeah, you just don't need to justify it to other people. Yeah, you're not obligated to get involved in something like that. Yeah, that's really a good point. Because I think that a lot of times I know of some people who feel like no matter what they've done, they can't please their parent. And I'm like, what you're an adult. And you don't have right. to please your parents, you know, right. like obviously you, right. you want to be mm-hmm. respectful to your family members. And, and I think that's why mm-hmm. so many people feel so much pressure or allow that pressure to intrude on them because, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want to be um, abrasive to their family members. But you're right. Right. If, if you um, in your immediate family are good with the decision you've made, you don't mm-hmm. have to answer to anybody about that. It does help to be to know what you're going to say in case something's catching you off guard. And we just learned to say, you know, homeschooling is the best thing for yes. our family. And you can right. just leave it mm-hmm. at that. I agree. And sometimes people are asking because they want to know more. And you just you have to kind of ferret out what's the motivation right. behind these questions. I mean, you don't want to leave someone that's really genuinely trying to find out about homeschooling. <laughs> that's true. But if you don't have the energy to deal with it right now, that's okay too, you know? If you don't have the energy, mm-hmm. right. Um, another thing we were talking about was it, like, if you just, it's the end of the year, you're just tired of your curriculum, you're tired, you're just ready for it to be over. <laughs> um, there's <laughs> So that's, that's hard when you're trying to restart everything again after the holidays, right? But you're going right back to what you were doing. Right. And even though we want the schedules again, you might just be tired of it. Your kids might just be tired of it, you know, and that doesn't help you get excited about it. Um, but some, I, I feel like, one of the ways you can deal with that is it's really just change it up, you mm-hmm. know, start something right. fresh, you know, so start, is, start a new topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe look at doing semester schooling instead of, you know, a year long schooling so that it is fresh and new at this time of the year and exciting for everybody. Yeah. And we added hiking. We, we went on our first hike. Yes. Yes. We're so That's happy. Great. Yeah. It was wonderful. And, and I think one of the things is, you know, we're talking about, that some of this burnout can be, you know, like seasonal. It's seasonal, right? Because mm-hmm. the days, the light is shorter. Getting outside. Mm-hmm. If you can't go to the park, you can't leave your house, whatever. Just go outside. Go outside and, you know, chase yes. your kids. Mm-hmm. Stand Do something. Sun. But getting outside would be really, really good. Um, because that sunlight helps us with our emotional equilibrium. Yeah, I love getting outside. I think it's really important for everybody. And I also highly recommend if you're able to, to just take a break from school for a little while and get outside in the larger world, take a trip somewhere, take a vacation. Um, You know, it could be just a few days. You could go on a big adventure. We like to do staycations sometimes when we can't go anywhere. And that, you know, just taking that time off because you homeschool. And you have the freedom to do that when you want to and when you need to. So even if it's not a scheduled time for your break or your vacation, if you're struggling as a mom, as a parent, as a homeschooler, 
just give yourself an opportunity to take a break and your kids will love it too. <laughs> That's true. And sometimes it can be just a break from your yes. regular routine, like pull out a movie for mm-hmm. history or do something different. Um, it can be like go visit something in your hometown right? that you know how it is. You live in your town. You never go mm-hmm. see the tourist sites. Mm-hmm. Go see something. That's still kind of a staycation, but definitely take a break because right. you can. And then when you come back to the, I, it's not really the mundane, the routine to get going again, right. you're a little bit refreshed. Yeah, field trips are great for that. You know, just some little thing to look forward to and something that changes it up. And everybody benefits from that. I think so too. And I think as a, as a parent, if you're sometimes doing things that you're also interested in, that it doesn't always have to be completely the interests of your children. So, for example, you, you're talking about hiking, and I, I love hiking. So we get out with our friends and do hiking a lot. And it's, it's still social. It's still part of our homeschool group. Um, uh, but for me, it's a personal hobby that I enjoy. So I'm able to incorporate that into what we're doing with homeschooling. And that gives me a lot of stress relief at the same time. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that um, we do because I like to do it. And I'm teaching yeah. my son to enjoy it. I like live musical performances. So um, we listen to composers for school. But if I hear about something where we can go actually see someone perform, we're usually going to go do it if it will work with our schedule. And that's right. That's on me that I like to do that. Right. Um, but my but son it benefits is, him as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's he's learning a lot and his appreciation for classical type music is growing because of me dragging him to these yeah. concerts. And uh, and I have a friend who does the same. She, her, she and her daughter and we all get together. And so the the two kids, I don't know if they ever talk about it, whether they like it or not, but at least they have somebody <laughs> else, you know, that they can enjoy it right. or not enjoy it with at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, not only uh, that's a good thing to, uh, to break up burnout, but you're also setting a good example for going and doing things and making really yes. great memories. Mm-hmm. Like we, my husband loves to study architecture and church architecture in particular. And we would go on all these little side trips to see things. And the kids, every time like, oh, I see a steeple. Don't tell dad. Because <laughs> we go off the beaten track to go see it. But now those are some of the most fun. They have hilarious stories. And they remember different things about each one. And as they go on a trip, they'll see a place that we'd already been. And so, you know, you're teaching them how to do things. And mm-hmm. they don't have to be big, extravagant right. things. Mm-hmm. They can be little things that help break up the mm-hmm. dailiness of homeschooling. One of the other things I think is really important to mention um, is to look at what we're eating. You know, when we've just come mm-hmm. off the holidays, we've been eating a lot of foods that are not the most healthy foods. Um, and really, a lot of times when I know when I just feel off, it's because I haven't been eating well. And, you know, I'm not talking about everybody needs to make some fancy gourmet meals, but, you know, focusing on more fruits and vegetables um, and maybe cutting back on sugar, uh, those will help everybody to feel a lot better, you know, just looking at at the things you eat and how that can Mm -hmm. affect the way you sleep, the way you feel emotionally. Well, I used to tell my, my friends, like, to be your own mother, you wouldn't. You wouldn't let your child go with skipping a meal or not taking care of certain things. And so why do right. we do that to ourselves? Like, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, because I think a lot of um, parents, 
um, who are home educators, they are so used to meeting the needs of the children. And, and obviously children do have to have their needs met. They, they can't, yeah. you know, cook themselves food until a certain age. Um, you know, you get so used to putting yourself on the back burner that you do kind of fall into some habits that aren't very beneficial. Here at the end of our podcast, we sometimes answer a big question. And today we have a big question from one of our listeners on Facebook. Jennifer, what's our question today? Kathleen S. says, Hi, I need help transitioning a 10th grade level student to homeschool. Where do I start? Should I get a record of his classes thus far? I've homeschooled a few years ago in elementary and had two kids homeschool in the late 90s with Oak Meadows curriculum. I'm overwhelmed this time around. So what can we do to help Kathleen? Well, I would say the first thing you're going to want to do is to obviously withdraw the student properly from the school and get their transcript because you're going to need those classes when you create their transcript when they graduate. So I would say Mm -hmm. that's the first step. I agree. Mm -hmm. So and and no matter where you live or what you plan to do next, I think that that you would be doing Mm -hmm. that all all the way around. Mm -hmm. And then she needs to have some idea of is she going is there a possibility of going back into the public school or do they want to finish out right. at home because that kind of does uh, influence what you're going to choose for curriculum especially in the high school level especially for high school yeah mm-hmm. and what i remember about oak meadows is it is accredited um so if you homeschool with oak meadows you should be able to put your child back into public school however I would not recommend that when you take a child out in 10th grade, you plan to put them back into public school because I, I, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah. Because <laughs> in another year, they can do dual enrollment. And I mean, you won't have to do mm-hmm. a whole lot and they can graduate with with college credit. And right. so I, I wouldn't try to put them back in. Another thing to think about if you're pulling someone out of 10th grade is that they might need a break. Whether they're like public or yes. private school is pretty hard hitting. It's like they just might need some time to reacclimate to being at home. Right, right. De-schooling. De-schooling, right. And right. so the studies mm-hmm. you may want to do at the beginning might be, you know, what are your interests or what are your life goals? Where are you headed? And maybe start right. looking into the things that they need for their themselves personally, not the big general education Mm -hmm. but you can that's one way to transition it's not the only way Mm -hmm. but it is a way to build interest and um, kind of that delight directed learning idea just as a way to start out that gives mom time to find what am I going to use what am I going to do but you're kind of thinking about like what's what comes after high school are are we going to college are we going to a job Mm -hmm. are we going to start our own business like what comes next and then you can kind of create your curriculum based give on them that. the tools mm-hmm. right but sometimes yeah. if you just want to pick up and go and then that's fine too get a curriculum and just do whatever it says uh, it just depends on your goals it does and I see how she said she's overwhelmed and I can see how compared to the 90s there there's so many resources out there now for homeschooling and there's so many choices for how to go about doing it even in high school so I can see how it's overwhelming and I would I, I agree that you might want to just take a break, give yourself some time, give him some time, uh, or give your students some time to right. figure out what they're interested in before you move forward. That's right. And then see if there's some local classes or some online courses to take some of the load. Because if you're used to doing, if what she used before was a lot, 
might want to farm out some of those upper level mm-hmm. classes. And that's fine, too. And Kathleen actually said that her child is in private school, was in private school. Um, so, you know, transitioning a student in, back into a private school may not be as difficult as it is right. if you're transitioning a high schooler back into public school. But again, I mm-hmm. would think if you have encountered some issues that are so much to the point where you're removing a high schooler from a another school where they have to physically go, that maybe putting them back in isn't going to be the best option. Yeah. And to her question is where she should start. It would mm-hmm. be the same at a private school or a public school. You'll still want to get the record, mm-hmm. their full transcript to use later on. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are in the same boat. Um, I keep seeing people taking kids out of school, even at yeah. this point in the year. And so I would imagine that a lot of people are going to appreciate um, this information. And one last thing, if she if she's transitioning out of a private school, sometimes they will let you borrow the curriculum if it's working for your student. And then you can like continue. It just depends on, I guess, the kind of school. But I know that can happen Mm -hmm. too. Thank you so much for your question, Kathleen. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com. You can check us out on Instagram at happyhomeschoolpod. And head to our Facebook page and join our group at facebook.com slash happyhomeschoolpod. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Melody. I'm Jennifer. I'm Holly. Happy Happy homeschooling. homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Melody Gillum. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-hosts are Jennifer Jones and Holly Williams-Urbaugh. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or, as always, tell people about us. Somebody count One, two, three. Happy Happy homeschooling. Nope, we can't do that. No, we can't. We can't do it that way, apparently. No.